Welcome back, everyone, to Here for the Truth. This is our fourth episode. My name is Yurasimos. I'm Joel. And uh, we, got a, we got a really special guest that we have uh, here today. It's John Mills. Um, yeah. We met through a mutual friend, and I'm really psyched that he's on here. So I'm just going to read out his bio uh, here, and then we're going to get into it, okay? So John is a, is a functional patterns uh, human biomechanics specialist and a human design guide. He's been studying movement, health, and wellness for over 12 years, and he uses these two mechanical systems to help guide people to decondition from their dysfunctional or not self behavioral patterns and help rid them of their aches, pains, acute chronic illness, genetic disorders, predispositions, poor performance, and all other obstacles that may be preventing someone from experiencing the quality of life they desire. His aim is to quantify and universalize life's mysteries, to make the unknowable knowable, to better understand what it means to be a fully functional human being experiencing reality to the highest potential mentally, emotionally, physically, so that he can be of better service to others. Love that. I love it, dude. Welcome, love man. It <laughs> sounded good coming from you, man. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it, man. It's great. I just love, uh, yeah, it's just great, man. I love all that stuff. Obviously, you know, I know a little bit about FP and I'm into human design, but I guess our first question off the bat is, because, you know, we might have a lot of listeners that don't really know the things that I just mentioned. So let's start off. What's functional patterns? Uh, functional patterns is a training system um, invented by a man named Naudi Aguilar. And it is just the most sophisticated, cutting edge, cookie cutter, precise system as far as um, movement modalities, movement mechanics, pain, posture, rehabilitation that I have seen or I have come across. And um, it's really been remarkable to see what he's been able to do with his system and the results that he's been able to produce through getting people's gait better. Their, their walk, their stand, walk, run, throw, working on the mechanics that make us what humans are. Now, is it, it's based on the fact that as human beings, we evolved to like stand, walk, run, throw, et cetera. So training uh, or rehab is, is kind of uh, based around that. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, all anthropologists agree across the board that the four big, the big four moves are the stand, walk, run, and throw that human beings can do that very efficiently or we're made to do it very efficiently. I don't know about these days, but we're supposed to. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm, I love it, dude, because I got introduced to, I mean, the person we, the, the person I, know that we both know that's how we met is Nina. And so I've dabbled with FP. I haven't gone fully into it, but the little that I've dabbled and I'm really focused on doing now, it's, it's really powerful, man. And anyone who follows FP on Instagram or different practitioners and looks up the results, like it's kind of incredible what you witness and see. I mean, you see people like that come in, they're like, they're like all jacked up and have scoliosis and other kind of deformities. And you just see the, the shift of posture um, yeah, and the change in physique. It's just something I've, ne I've never seen and never witnessed. And I, um, I promote FP to uh, so many people that I know, you know, I'm, I'm a body yeah. worker myself, but you know, I mean, I know where my limitations are. And so there's just something to say about what happens when you can alter the structure like that. Um, yes. And, you know, and, and my, you know, 
anyways, I want to talk to you first. How did you, how did you get into FB? Like, how did you come to that place? Yeah. So, uh, I've been in the fitness industry for over 12 years. I was a failed athlete, never really good at any of the sports that I played, but I tried, I was a good trier. Um, after sports kind of failed for me, I decided that I was going to start training athletes. And so I went hard down the national Academy of sports medicine rabbit hole, getting my, you know, certification, corrective exercise, uh, sports specific training. And, um, I became, uh, a fitness manager for a, like a corporate gym an anytime fitness. And I started playing around with different modalities, just, just from being on the floor all day long at the gym, you know, experimenting with new movement. And I had gotten into, I didn't know it at the time, but I had gotten into contralateral reciprocation or, um, going through the modality as a unilateral working one arm, one leg at a time. And there was somebody in the gym floor that said, you know, you're doing some stuff. that's like this, this system I follow called functional patterns. And that's how I came across it. So I went and checked out their, you know, all their media and social media and, it just all made sense to me. Everything clicked. And I was like, yes, why, why is nobody else doing this? Mm -hmm. Well, like and just as an, yeah, just as an outsider, it does kind of make perfect sense because what I'm assuming is that this is about addressing the roots or the foundations of our functionality. Um, and in a sense, I guess, without having that knowledge, in a sense, the way we go about our fitness and exercise is, is bypassing those roots. So we yeah. kind of never, never really address the foundations and build those properly. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially too, like when you witness athletes in action and the movements that they make, I don't see people or historically, I don't see people making those movements in the gym when they're working out and they're pumping iron or whatever the case may be. It's right. like, how does that tr then translate to what you're actually doing and being paid for or striving for? You know, that's, I, that's the thing that kind of landed for me. Yeah. And that concept like goes from general to specific more like macro to micro you know, like even just looking at somebody doing like something as basic as a bicep curl, right? It's like, if they're not considering that's part of the anterior oblique sling connected to the chest, the opposite oblique, the opposite hip flexor, the opposite adductor, like who cares if your bicep looks good, you know, if it's not functional, if it doesn't assist you walking, running, throwing, and you're going to get hurt or you're going to be in pain just for the sake of looking good. Like that, that to me is dysfunctional. It doesn't really make sense. So me hearing about you know, what Naudi was trying to do, I just, I immediately saw and I understood and I uh, enrolled in all of his coursework as quick as possible. You know, I bought the power of posture. I did the 10 week course. I went and got my human foundation certification, which is where I got hooked up with my business partner at the time. Um, you know, I got the, the luxury of going down and working with Nina, who just totally, you know, blew my mind. Um, and it's just been, I've been going at it ever since. Uh, real quickly, just because you mentioned a term that would be pretty cool for people to understand. You mentioned contralateral reciprocation. So maybe you yeah. can explain that a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's opposite limbs work together to create locomotion. So our right arm is connected to our left leg through the gait cycle. So just because we don't feel the factors of the physics of natural law doesn't mean that they don't exist. So we're all being bombarded by gravity right now and the fact that we're all sitting and taking stress in seated positions we're all just getting compressed more and more and more and more that on top of like you know root and head pressure creating pressure on both ends of the spectrum but so people are just getting super super compressed and so 
we don't think about gravity because we experience it all the time. It's almost like if you were in a pool forever, you would eventually forget the water, right? Mm -hmm. But um, we actually swim through gravity. We swim through space and time, uh, creating what we call horizontal force transmission through gravity. And um, it just so happens that our opposite arm and opposite leg achieve that when we walk. We need to create that contrary motion or that contralateral motion so that we can propel ourselves forward. Mm -hmm. Dude, well said, man. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. What, um, what has been the biggest thing that you've noticed, like shifting for you from exploring functional patterns and getting deep into it and working on your own structure? Like how has it impacted you, not just physically, but from a psychological and emotional level? Ooh, man, that's a great question. And I like, that's a deep answer. Yeah, um, let's go deep, dude. I have through this investigative process, this, you know, this trial and error experiment of mine, I've, I've noticed that there is a direct correlation to behavioral patterns, movement and health and people who have what we consider bad ratios, like the ratios are off. They're not moving well. They're not having, you know, good symmetry. They're not having good balance. There's a direct correlation to the way that the body is performing and what's actually going on in their world and its connection to the not selves and all the things that they're saying yes to that they shouldn't be and all the things that they should are saying no to that they should be saying yes to. And so um, for me, dude, I was wrecked. I was absolutely wrecked when I discovered the system of, of functional patterns. Um, you know, I've had, I've broken multiple bones in my body. I have torn ligaments. I've had major surgery, a um, lot of pains and aches from being an athlete. And I had, I started having like actual health issues, you know, like real actual health issues and reevaluating my movement is kind of what set the, the, the ground for me to begin my healing process. And so my mental clarity has definitely changed like huge, my physical, like my, I watched my body transform and all the things I was going through when I was sick and I was suffering and watched them transform into where they're at right now. And it's, it's not perfect. You know, we're on, we're all on that road and I'm, I'm going to keep pursuing it till the day I die. But what it did for me, even then at the, that terms emotionally, you know, it's like, once I got those three things in line, my KQ, my IQ and my EQ, you know, my, my kinesthetic awareness, my intellect and my emotional intelligence, it seemed to be rooted in um, patterns of my movement that were not respecting the natural law, how, what biomechanical positions you should actually be in if you're trying to move forward against gravity. And as soon as I fixed the positions that my body was in, in space, I watched it fix other things going on with me mentally and emotionally. It's just, it's been a trip. It's this crazy web and it's all connected together and it can't be separated. As, as above, so below, as within, so without yeah. the, the great yeah. hermetic axiom, you know, it's, and it's such an incredible thing um, because wholeness and well-being is such a multifaceted concept, right? And it's so amazing that we can either address something like exoterically or physically in the body to deal with something um, metaphysical or emotional. And in the yeah. same way, you know, it, it works vice versa. Sometimes if we yep. adjust something emotionally that leads us to correcting it in the body and this like this this is the great oceanic experience of life everything is connected to everything else man it's fascinating yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. It's, it's actually like 
it's what changed my life was getting into somatic work, you know, just getting into certain deep levels of body work and the work that the work that I do, just even just manipulating the tissue and, and facing the pain that's stored in the tissues and, and yeah. getting that pain to turn to neutral or pleasurable, what that does, you know, when you get energy flowing, blood flowing, limb flowing, even just that, even mm. just that alone, not even then altering, you know, the, the bone structure and posture, like what that does, you know, because yes. people walk around their day-to-day -day life. A lot of times they'll be like, well, I'm not in pain. My, my knees hurt. My, my knees don't hurt. My elbows don't hurt. But then you just put a little pressure on their tissues and they're at like tens, dude. Right. And yeah. it's like, what is, what does that mean? You know, like in Chinese medicine, which is some of the work that, that um, it's what my work's based on. They have a saying in Chinese medicine where there's pain, there's no flow. So you right. think about, you think about the body having these three rivers of blood, chi and lymph. And so like when there's stagnation there, what is that doing? And when there's stagnation in the body, how is their external reality matching that? You know, or totally. when there's flow happening, how is your external reality matching? Like, like you said earlier, it's, it's and not fascinating. To mention, not to mention, we all, we're such adaptive creatures. We, we all operate under the said principle, specific adaptations on imposed demands. So mm -hmm. it's very possible for people to not feel pain, experiencing repeated patterns that they've been good at for 20, 25, 30 years, right? The pain takes place all of a sudden when we alter the pattern right? If you've been going to work, working 40 hours a week, sitting two hours in your daily commute, sitting, taking stress on, your, on, the, on the drive, taking stress at the desk, come home and you sit and watch TV. And you, so you have this pattern, you know, of sitting, 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 sitting. It is possible that the body could get really good at sitting. But then the second, you know, your family wants to go for a backpacking trip or go on a hike, that's when you're at risk for injury. Cause now you're being exposed to patterns that your body hasn't adapted to does that make sense yeah it definitely yeah. does yeah so, so no continue i was i was just going to say that that's where that whole i'm not in pain thing can can show up is you may not be in pain but we can take a look at how you're standing walking running throwing and see that you know there are some patterns that are not serving your process ultimately mm -hmm. Well, we, yeah. we, it's, it's kind of a numbing in a sense, right? We, 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 we yeah. numb ourselves out to what it is that we're not experiencing or, ne or neglecting or oppressing. And it's the same thing psychologically, in a sense, yeah. Um, yeah. with what we're avoiding. Yeah. yeah. And, and let me know how you feel about this, but this idea too, like when you expand your potential for movement, your range of movement, and I don't mean range like, oh, I'm super flexible, you know, and I can get into all these crazy positions. I just mean like that capacity where you have this healthy tension, you can move, you can do lots of different activities. I find that that also expands your consciousness, you know, expands yes. your ability to, to, to be more resilient, to take in different information, to hold space, to hold space between the tension of opposites that exists. Cause you know, our psyche we're, is a compensatory mechanism. You know, it's like, we just have that ability to hold opposites, I find you know, right. the more we, we, um, you know, expand our range of movement and, and health in that regard. That's so, that's so cool that you said that too, because from what I've learned, just navigating functional patterns is it's all about finding the length potential of the fascial sheets. So beings that were all compressed, it's about like, how can you get that fascial line as long as possible, as big as possible, and then put tension on it. And it kind of coincides with you know, how can we expect to understand our potential in this life? How can we understand our potential reach in this life if we don't actually expand even our spacesuit? 
you know, like mm -hmm. the, if the body isn't being expanded and finding its length potential, we can't really figure out how, what our potential outreach or how far we're going to reach in life is going to go. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it, totally there's definitely that. a correlation. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's so interesting that, that we're going to this place right now um, because in, in my system that I work with in Terascopic Numerology, you're actually represented by the two, right? Um, so the two is all about um, considering opposites, actually, considering alternatives, considering consequences. Um, so it's, it's just absolutely fascinating that, you mean, this, this is where you found yourself. Um, and when it comes to the tree of life, the two is actually represented by the Sephira um, Shokma. So the two person is the person that's looking into the mechanics of life, the, the nuts and bolts of nature, um, uh, trying to work out how to make things better for everyone else, the geneticist, the astrophysicist, the biomechanic. So, man, seems like a very, very, very organic path that you found yourself on, brother. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you. What I love about truth, whatever that is, you know, like we see these correlations, you know, with, between these ancient systems, these modern systems, like, and they resonate, like whether we're talking about human design, we're talking about astrology, we're talking about this, there are these things where they kind of cross over in a lot of ways. Okay. And I just think that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. I just think it's fascinating. Now, segue is, yeah, where did, that. where did like the connection between, because this is very unique, you know, one of the things that I that really drew me to you and, and Pasha, is that who I met? I met? Yeah. Drew me to yeah. you guys was yeah. when Nina told me like, yo, they really know a lot about human design too. I was like, what? FP and HD? Are you kidding me? So where was that, like the connection, like the aha moment for you? And did you connect with FP first and then HD? Or did you learn about HD first and then FP? How, how was that for you? So um, yeah, I actually met Pasha at the Human Foundations certification. Um, somebody was like, yo, there's somebody else still here from Sonoma County. And he just came up and was like, what? Hey, let's go, let's get some lunch. And him and I started sharing stories and he was like, yo, dude, this guy's my tribe. So he owned a gym up in Santa Rosa and invited me to, uh, come do an interview to see the potential, just to check out the spot and do an interview and see if it was, you know, a good space for me to potentially work. And at this time I was the fitness manager at Anytime Fitness and trying to get out of there. And so I show up. And I don't really know him well yet. So I'm expecting an interview. And the only thing he asks me is for my birth information. And so we're sitting in there for what, you know, it felt like 10, 15, 20 minutes, but it's really, he's just doing a quick overview of my chart and it go, he goes, okay, yeah, cool. You can work here. And I'm like, what, what the, like, what is this? You know, like, tell me more. And he just, he spun the screen around and he just basically said that, you know, um, it's a system that he's been using for a really long time. And it like, he was very short about it and just said, go check it out. You know, he wanted me to go not, not to uh, give me any um, thoughts about it. He wanted me to go figure it out for myself, what it was. And as the I think three, five just, that you are as the three, five. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I, just I for those also, listening that might not be aware, can we get a quick breakdown of what is human design? Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, so human design it's so crazy because that thing, this system has gone through a metamorphosis with me. It's not even like I've left the science behind and I'm just hardcore into the experimentation of it. But essentially it is quantum mechanics that can be designed to, or quantum mechanics that are used to help you understand the truth of who you are by removing what you aren't. Yep. And so um, the way that it teaches it is through 
what, what is called strategy and authority. So um, we all have different aura mechanics. We all have different types of um, auric fields. Some of us have uh, repelling auras, so magnetically pushing. Some of us have pulling auras, enveloping like you two. You guys have an aura that pulls thing, life into you. Um, I have a penetrating aura, so I see deep into the other. Then there are people that have sampling auras. They're there to sample. And so because our subatomic particles, our protons, our neutrons, our electrons, these neutrinos that pass through and coat our quantum mechanics, um, give us a different type of auric spacesuit, we have a different strategy to help navigate the material plane in order to keep us safe. So for example, like the manifester that has the closed and repelling aura, they have to go out and get it. You know, they're the ones that brought us Nike, just do it. Like you have to get off your ass and go do it because they literally can't sit and let life come to them. Their aura pushes it away. So they have to move quick and go get it. Whereas, you know, generators, you pull things in, you pull conversations, you pull opportunities, you pull money, you pull all everything in your life. So the strategy that is given to the, the, the generator is to wait to respond. Whereas the strategy that's given to the manifester is to inform and initiate. And then me, me being a projector, I have a penetrating aura, which means that I'm here to see deep into the other. And it's a very violating experience when given um, what I see without the invitation or without asking for it. So the strategy that is given to me to keep me safe is to wait for the invitation. And then there's the reflector, which is um, waiting a lunar cycle. They operate off of the lunar cycle. So um, it's, it's basically a mechanical system that can show you the root of how your aura field operates the material plane. And then based on that aura field, it will give you a strategy uh, to make decisions in your life. And then it also gives you an authority of from which you actually make that decision. Yeah. And the whole, the whole point is getting it away from the mind. Like this is all outer authority. We're all using our outer authority right now to share our wisdom and our knowledge and, and communicate with one another. But where we make our decisions from, it has to become, come from below. It can't come from here. This thing's a liar. You know, it has to come from your, your inner authority. It's like, yeah, so, in a subconscious sense, process. The, sorry. Yeah. It's, a, it's a more of a somatic subconscious process, the decision-making process. Is that correct to a certain degree? It is. And what's crazy about that, though, is if your body is de dysfunctional and it is uh, far away from a frame of homeostasis, your inner authority is going to be whitewashed. Like it's going to be it's not going to be what you think it is. So, there, you know, if you're unhealthy and you're unhappy and you think you're hearing that sacral uh -huh, uh -huh, or you think mm -hmm. you hear your splenic like, ooh, that feels good or like, eh, that's not really my thing. Try spending some weeks some months actually taking care of your spacesuit of your health and your well-being and you'll watch your decisions change yeah. so it is something that is it metamorphoses with us like the how well we perform on the material plane dictates what we're going to say what what our decisions are going to be yeah dude, i love that you i love that you said that because in different podcasts or or interviews or just conversations i've had with people because like, i'm into human design man it's a part of yeah. the work that i do is I talk about that idea of that, like, well, if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, your health isn't there. Like, can you hear that whisper? Can you hear uh -uh. that, that gut? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're clouded. There's a stagnation there. Hence why health and movement and getting things flowing is going to just correlate with tapping into that authority in a, in a much right. like, I, like clearer way. I've learned really quickly that there are a lot of people who, who within human design that practice it, but 
they just think they're following their strategy and authority. And what it actually is, is their mind has convinced them that that is what their authority is, right? They're so disconnected from the body that their mind has replaced their sacral or their mind has replaced their emotions and their mind has replaced their yeah. spleen. And they think they're following it to the T, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, nope, it's going to be, it's going to be definitely skewed and different when you start aligning with your body and like the physics of our material nature that we our natural law yeah cool man i yeah. love it yeah man there's there's definitely a pseudo self that that takes over and wants to pretend as if it's doing the right thing and is in charge but it can it can easily easily blind us um yeah as to yeah where, where we really should be paying attention i know for me personally my personal experience on on this journey it was only when i started um getting in touch with the soma and regularly practicing qigong and different um diff different modalities to really attune to to what my body was saying what my body was feeling i'd talk to my body ask those questions you know what i mean and it was only then that things really started to shift in my my material as well and bring myself yeah. into further alignment yeah, i mean it correlates perfectly with with what i do as well because numerologically we're all we're all different right yeah and if a two is living as a three or a four they're going to continually meet obstacles in their life because they're living out of alignment with their numerology um yep. so it's just it's just absolutely fascinating i mean know, know thyself right is the key yeah and it, it even like i even find the reference to it through like just traditional christian influence right like when jesus said you have inherited the earth you have all authority through me it's like oh he's talking about my strategy and my inner authority yeah, right. So wow. it's like, yep. like I'm, I have the decision. I make the decisions now. Cool. Thanks. High five. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. that's, it's, and that's, it's, it's such a struggle for most people in this malignant culture where we've outsourced all our power, all our trust, all our authority. We've, we've given it all away through 18 years of systemic brainwashing at, at these government indoctrination camps. Um, and then straight into this malignant culture where we continue to give it away and, it's so difficult for most people to actually, you mean, f flip the switch and learn to trust themselves again right. and really begin to open themselves up to who it is that I am as a sovereign, living, breathing, individual, walking universe unto myself and what I can offer from in here, as opposed to what is continually given to me by the other. Right. We're, we are, we're, we all just assume we're so weak and it's not, it's not true. You know, mm. we, we are conditioned to believe that we're weak and we're heavily dependent on the other and a lot of us are just not tapping into what we're really capable of. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. So real quick, where have you found, well, not real quick. We have time. Where <laughs> have you found the, like, how do you integrate the two in your work? Yeah. So, um, obviously being a projector, um, human design was looked at as more of from like a, like, I would call it like a student perspective. I was just studying, 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 and not actually ex being living the experiential path. I was, I was trying to put it all inside my mind without actually stepping into the experiment. And a huge, a, a huge part, like a huge piece of my process came from Pasha because to me, he was somebody that was embodying this truth or this wisdom, the way he, that he lived his life. It was, he was just like, he had so much power. So he was so cool. He, he did this uh-huh uh -huh thing. And when his body said, no, he didn't do it. And when his body said, yes, he did it. And I'm like, damn, what is this? Right. So I got to kind of see somebody who had been experimenting with it for a really long time. He learned and it. He learned it. His mom, like at 15, was it? 
he he like yeah so he grew up homeschooled he was in esotericism spirituality you know on a farm i didn't think he entered into school until high school right and so he already had a lot of and his mom's a reflector so he already had all this like wisdom downloaded into him um but yeah so he knew what the human he's known what the human design is for a really long a really long time and so he's he was kind of a master of his sacral and just watching that process i was like dude i want to learn what he knows about him i want to find that for me Mm -hmm. and so um our our work together of working for functional patterns helping to alleviate people of pain changing people's posture changing people's gait cycle but then in between sessions all we're talking about is human design right and then all of a sudden after weeks and months we're starting to oh 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 like different authorities can be found in different myofascial meridians uh different aura types should be trained differently even down to centers, like people that have their head and their Ajna defined and how you train them versus people that have open head and open Ajna. And so it's been a really cool, rewarding process that we're still hardcore in trying to, you know, put in a a system to amalgamate the system of if this, then that Mm -hmm. based on their human design and their biomechanics. But it's, it's, it's been pretty remarkable to see how accurate it has been for us and how much we've been able to actually expedite people's process, whether it's just getting out of pain or wanting to perform better, you know, telling somebody their strategy and their authority, what they should work on eating. If, like if somebody signs up with you and they want to do a month and they want to really transform their life, like, yeah, sure. I can, I can attack it from one space, which is biomechanics, which within that it's not one space. Cause I'm attacking the whole 10 segregate space suit, the whole fascial suit through multiple dimensions, space and time. Right. But then it's like, that's one aspect. I can also, how do I be in charge? If I only see you two days a week, how do I be in charge of the 166 other hours that you're not with me? How do I know what you're eating? Are you sleeping well? Do you like your, or do you love your relationship? Do you like your job? Do you, right? So that's where the strategy and authority implement comes in. All of my clients get to know what their strategy and authority is to help aid them in making decisions when they're away from however long that they're training with me for the week. We go into the radical transformations. So we did, we talk about their determination, what type of food that they should be consuming and the way in which they should be consuming it, what their environment is. And we'll even do sessions in their environment so you can see how it changes. I mean, Ra, Ra Aruhu, the founder of Human Design, he was the one that said, if you got a sick kid, put them in their environment and watch how quick they, they heal up. So um, I've just My been- My environment's the kitchen. Yeah, is it dry or wet? <laughs> dry or wet? Um. I don't know. It said creative hubs. Oh, okay. Do you, do you, those four arrows, do you see the four arrow, arrows on your chart? Um, yes. Four, okay. So what's the bottom, I'm sorry. What, yeah. What is the bottom left arrow pointing? Which direction? Pointing to the left. Okay. So it's, it's wet kitchens. So okay. you haven't, you have an active environment. Very yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, me like, so like I'm a, I consider myself like a, a pure artisan in a sense. Um, numerologically in the in the tarot system i'm represented by the seven of cups so for me it's creativity it's imagination traditionally i'm a hip-hop artist and a writer that that, that's what i do so Mm -hmm. just that that correlation again of creative hubs and creative spaces um and being around in places where ideas are continually sprouted um those those connections man just it absolutely blows my mind like and and that that in and of itself can be a kitchen right because it's exactly right yeah that's right that's what it is i mean to me it's just like kind of 
metaphorically of, right. of what takes place in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a place of like the water cooler kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Where you know one person's chopping, one person's seasoning, one person's sauteing, one person's putting the plate together. There's all of this work happening right and it's creating yeah. a lot of inspiration and it's a very flowy that's what wet kitchens is about it's very flowy pasha was wet kitchen so i got to experience that you know wow. firsthand what that looks like so yeah versus like dry kitchen people it's much more staccato it's much more you know um um get one thing uh, done at a time kind of thing yeah, yeah or like yeah like knickknack or it's this then that and this then that where wet kitchens is like has a nice flow and everything seems mm -hmm. to connect yeah yeah, yeah. all right well, no, here, you, you, what were you going to say, Joel? No, no, I, I was, I was just going to say like, it's, it's, it's interesting because um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a water sign as well, you know, so that, that, that flowiness is, is, is inherent. So it's, it's got me really, really curious just to figure out the mechanisms of human design. And I, I really want to figure out how to link this to, to what the ancients did and knew with, with the tarot and with astrology. Um, right. That's something I'm going to, I'm going to put my head down towards Oop. for sure. <laughs> Where do you live right now? I'm in Sydney. I'm about an hour south of Sydney in Australia. Are you close to the beach? Uh, I live, yeah, on the beach. I live 15 perfect. minutes from the beach. Yeah, that's perfect. So that can be a wet kitchen right there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, the ocean for me is my, my place of reset. So I was, I was yeah. called to move here. And yeah, man, it's for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling left out. I'm wide valleys, bro. I'm wide valleys. Wide valleys. What's up? Talk to me. Well, from what, yeah, from what it sounded like you, you moved there. Like I, I got to meet you just as you and Sophie were packing up and heading out and the way you described what the property was that you were going to, that's it, dude. It's like, it's land, it's land. It's like nothing in your perspective. You have just like a very wide perspective. This is my 10 acres, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, dude. We definitely have some land. And even if you walk up, if you walk up five minute walk, to dirt Mulholland, you come up to the point where you just see the entire valley. Right. You just see the I, whole valley. I've also even seen like just through friends that are, I have narrow and wide valley friends. It's, it's even how they approach certain things that come into the modality in which they approach certain things that come into their auric field, like wide valleys. It's like, I'm going to go from here and here and just, you know, from this end to this end extreme and check it all out. And narrow wow. valleys is like, I'm going to sift through it and I'm going to just do this little bit right here, right now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I totally do. I mean, just the way I approach my life, I have such a wide range of interest. I get pulled right. in a lot of different directions and I love like feeding myself and then finding different connections within that. But uh, it's definitely totally. a wide range. That's for sure. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't yeah. that so funny that like um, innately, you know what I mean? Like we, we're drawn to these different places without even knowing this information firsthand. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just, it's just a testament to like, there's so many ways to step onto the authentic path. There's so many yep. ways to do it. And once, once you do that, like it's confirmed from so many different angles, it's, oh man, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. <laughs> and the cool thing is too, is when you think about within your human design or even with these other systems, like based on your unique fingerprint, there's a certain way that you're going to be drawn to potentially, or a certain system that you might be drawn to because of that as well. So I just, right. I just love it, man. I think it's really cool. So one person like human design could be it, but then maybe someone else because of, whatever their astrology and their human design, they may be drawn to something else. Does that make sense? Totally. And I like a lot of my most influential people in my life, they're living their strategy and authority and don't even know what the human design is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, there's, mm -hmm. there's so many different ways you can figure that out. I find that for like, for me, I was just so lost and I needed something mechanically to, to ground me. But a lot of what it mostly is for somebody that's already on the path is it gives you the permission to be reassured with 
everything that you're feeling. And right. So if you're already yeah, on the, yeah. yeah, if yeah. you're already on the path to human design, you hear it and you're just like, Oh, okay. Fuck. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been feeling. Yeah. I'm glad to know that there's a mechanical system that occupies that same space. But you know, one of my best friends, um, he taught me like when I was 21, he was teaching, uh, um, youth workshops about holding every thought captive. You know, when you have a thought, your thought isn't actually your thought. And it's like, you have to take it down into this place that he called love and decide if that thought really actually aligned with you. And now here I am looking at his chart and he's a ego manifester with undefined head, undefined Ajna, right? And so these thoughts are coming in. If you have an undefined head, undefined Ajna, those aren't even your thoughts that you're trying to make sense of. And he would bring it down into his, his spleen, which is his authority that he called love, but it was his spleen and go, Ooh, that feels good. Or eh, that's not really my thing. And then cast the thought aside. You know what I mean? Mm. So he's just dope. My buddy, John Sanchez, he's dope. He already was living his strategy and authority before he even knew what the human design was. So this I see dope, that all, all the time. Dude, and like and I had, I had a similar experience when I opened my chart because the things I realized intrinsically myself was that I have to listen to my body. I have to wait to respond. I get frustrated when I'm always trying to make something happen. Yeah. Man, I, I'm vacillating. I go to and fro with different ideas. Things aren't working out. I don't know why. But when I finally developed the patience to enter my somatic and just wait for the correct answer, the right feeling to come to me deep in that cycle, you know what I mean? Then I'm yeah. accelerated 10 steps ahead really quickly in, in a sense. Yeah. And yeah, dude. You're, you're a projector, right? Is that, is yeah. that what we're saying? Yeah. And what's interesting is that terascopically in my system, you're Scorpio rising. Um, so Scorpio rising is all about deep penetrating insights, seeing <laughs> through something to the core of something. It's super psychological, you know, dynamic. Yeah. So it's just these, these correlations, man. <laughs> all, it's, all of it, these yeah. it's so cool, man. And, and Joel and I, I think we talked about this on our first, our first episode. The first two we did were just the kind of the two of us talking about walking the authentic path and, and what that is. And it's like these systems, for a lot of people and for myself, they're just a reaffirmation. You know, they're a reaffirmation yeah. of maybe that thing you've known, you've, you've felt deep within and you're like, aha, that totally makes sense. Or maybe one of your challenges in life, like, why the fuck is this my thing? Why is this my challenge? And then of course you get astrology reading or you human design or numerology. And it's like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. So I feel like it allows you to just own, own it more, own yeah. yourself, step into your identity more, man. It's like, it's been life-changing because before I knew human design, I, I was just kind of like, like the shit that lit me up. I'm like, yes, that I, I want that. That's, that's what lights me up. I'm going to go towards that. Or something came to me and it was like, okay, I'm leaving. This doesn't feel right. I'm going to travel for a year. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. You know, it's like my life was kind of guided that way. And I'm really blessed, you know, maybe I wasn't conditioned as much. Maybe I didn't have a certain level of trauma that threw me off that path that allowed me to hear that whisper. And would you say that, what is the main thing that causes a person to not be aligned or to be dysfunctional biomechanically? Like, what do you think is it, is it a certain kind of trauma? Like what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of yeah. that, that kind of process? It's a, it's a wide uh, array of thoughts, but you know, um, I think the biggest one that keeps coming up for me and what whispered in me when you were saying that is I always come back to ancestral, you know, mm -hmm. like there are some people that are walking a path that they aren't even responsible for the shit that they're dealing with. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I think we're getting close to proving biomechanically that like seven 
seven generations of shit can be stored in your fascial tissue. (laughs) Right. And so there are people who are walking a very difficult life already. They're, they're, they're not, they're not making decisions. So when you make decisions that are not supporting your authentic self, obviously you get bent out of shape. So you can create like adult set scoliosis, or you can get, you know, your, all your itises and your otises and your syndromes, and you can have pain. But like, when you're talking about like the kid that comes into the world with the deformity or the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. they're not responsible for that. That's, that's, that's something that's, that's generational. And it takes like, I, this is the, the bane of my career is trying to convince people just how fucking dysfunctional and conditioned we are. Mm-hmm. We don't even know, like we are so conditioned and we are so dysfunctional and it goes beyond your life. It goes beyond your mom and dad, though your mom and the mom's dad, you know what I mean? It goes up to seven generations. And I think that like when you're out here living in the natural law, your behavior patterns create lifestyle patterns. And if you have a kid and you teach them all the things that you were taught and they do all of the same things, the apple is not falling far from the tree. There's no such thing as my dad had heart conditions. So I, I have to watch out. I could have a heart condition. That's bullshit. That that's genetics. That's old school. We have epigenetics now, which say that, no, the truth is that if you continue to choose the same things that your dad chose, yeah, you could repeat his pattern. But if you're working on fixing what was off, like you don't have to be, you don't, that doesn't have to be your story. You don't have to have a story that says like, I have a potential for cancer because it runs in my family. That's bullshit. That means your family had some healing that it needed to do and good like luckily it's with you now so let's heal that shit you know well it's, it's the traits that are inherited as opposed to the you know what i mean the dysfunction that's that's inherited so it's exactly it's, yep. cycles repeating man it's, and you're right dude like this stuff is stored in our cellular memory deep 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 um but something has to be said for self-responsibility as well like obviously we all are born into different circumstances and different situations um, but really, you know, maintaining the power into your own hands and, and, and dealing with that as opposed to continually, I guess, ex- externalizing, um, you know, the reasons for why things are going wrong for me. Yeah, totally. I would say so like next to like, that was the first one that came up for me was like ancestral or um, genetics, epigenetics. But the next thing that comes up for me is fear, fear. Um, in the human design, I'm motiv- my mechanism for motivation is called fear. That's like, that's what I'm motivated by. And I've been on this three year journey of experiencing what really is fear. And what I, what I believe fear is, is the need to know fear is the need to know. Cause really you're only afraid of something because you don't know what's coming after you don't know what comes next. And so if you actually want to conquer a fear, you have to go see what's on the other side so that you don't have to be afraid of that thing anymore. Right. Definitely, man. Well, it's, it's, it's the unknown and that's the, it's that's, the yeah. Right. And so like, there's this trajectory that I've been playing with and it goes both ways. Like we were talking about from the experiential to the mechanical, but it's like, you know, if fear is the need to know fear creates movement right? Because the first people that walked the earth, there was fear about where am I going to sleep? What am I going to eat? What do I do when the weather's cold, right? So you have all this fear that created movement to, to, to solve things. Yeah. That movement created a breathing pattern, whether it was them running, 
running for their life, uh, collecting whatever, being intimate. Like each experience that we do has a different breathing pattern and then that yields a different experience. So it's like the need to know created movement, which changed my breathing pattern, which created this experience. The same way that you can have an experience that changes your breathing, that changes your movement and gets to the root of fear right it's the same way absolutely and like each 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 area of potential dysfunction around the body is kind of linked to other possible areas of um you mean where where the original trauma occurred right if it was with the mom or or if it was with the dad you'd show up in different areas in a sense yep is that is that something yeah oh yeah oh yeah 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 like not to get even even like too woo woo, but like everybody's walking around with that sacred mother wound or that sacred father wound. Yeah, you know, we're just wounded children walking around and yeah. um, we all are on the path to have to learn that, you know, mom can't feel that, fill that mom wound and dad can't fill that dad wound. It comes from you, you know, and then the awareness is the key to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done if, if you're on earth at this time. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then if you don't recognize that within yourself, then what external authority are you looking to for the answers? You know, mommy, daddy, government, you know what I mean? Oh, God, I'm, mom, I'm the victim, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, yep. it's, it's, that's, that's the pre- that's the premise for victim mentality. Just like a lot of people don't like to work hard, you know, yeah. it like comes down to a lot of people. It's, it's fucking hard work, dude. Like where I was at 28, 29, 30, I went, like, I was completely bald. I had lost so much weight. I had jaundiced skin. I was pissing blood, shitting blood. coughing blood bloody noses in and out of the uh, hospital with heart attack related symptoms nobody could find anything wrong with me but i knew i was getting closer to death every fucking day and i also at the same time when it came into my awareness all the things that i had to do to change it all the things that i had to do to shift it it was like fuck (laughs) you know like that's a lot but you got to try yeah, and the, this is one of the awesome, benefits man. of pain is that pain can be a great motivator to change. Fuck yeah, dude. You Hell know, because yeah. if you don't feel like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever. But then what happens is, you know, people have those dark nights of the soul and uh, that motivates them to, to make make the change, you know? Yep. What, um, and the I'm thing really is, curious. Really, sorry, guy. No, I was just really curious. I think you may have told me this in the past, but what was your sport? Like, what did you play? What was your... Uh, baseball and football. Okay, cool. Yeah, and baseball just, and football. Yeah. By, by the way, two of ones, your personal significator is all about sports and challenge and testing metal and testing resolve. And it's also um, having two key areas of interest and continually balancing those two key areas of interest. So <laughs> human design and, and biomechanics. Um, that's crazy. It is It is crazy, man. That's, and these... that's true with everything because I'm also a musician and I'm balancing this it, I look at it as balancing like the EQ, IQ, and then the KQ, IQ, because the movement aspect of me is the mechanical nature that I want to help try to solve my life's mysteries. But the music that's in me is like this emotional aptitude that like it, it hurts me if I keep it in. I have, to, yeah. I have to express it. I have to let it out. And it's about balancing those two. That's, that's fucking crazy. It is crazy, man. And I mean, the, the two also denotes in working or fields with incorporation and being of service to others. So using those interests to, um, to benefit others and to work with others. Um, and your preferred mode of action is, is extroversion. Um, so yeah, man, <laughs> I, I'm the right angle cross the service and my sense is action. So yeah, that's all. It's, it's, it's just, I need to figure this out right now. I don't know what's going on, but what is it like? So we're born at a given time and a given day in a given place. Okay. Like, I'm going to do my best. 
I'm gonna yeah. do my best, but I'm probably gonna butcher it. Okay. Nah, man. Let's have the dialogue. Let's go. So, so like I went hard into the mechanics because if I didn't, if it didn't make sense to me, like I wasn't even gonna give it a try. And then I left that shit behind and I just went into the the experiment because I found that it worked. And so it didn't matter what the science was to me anymore. But basically, mm. the way that I understand it, what I comprehend it, is that um, it's based off the science of neutrinos right? So neutrinos are one, one millionth, the fraction of mass and anything that carries mass carries information. And it just so happens that there are 30, I think it's 30 million neutrinos passing through every square inch of matter per second. And the easiest way that my mind calculates it is to think of like stardust, it's stardust, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so whether or not you believe that the universe was created or it was nothing and exploded, everything's moving at 186 times 10 to the 26 degree power, the speed of light. So the stardust is just moving through all space and time, coding all material um, as it goes. And so the way that the human design works is from two days. So obviously it has the astrological factor of the moment that you're born and taking into your consciousness. That's what the human design uses for consciousness. So the day of your birth, whatever neutrinos passed through you when you around when you took your first breath, right? Mm -hmm. That gave you your personality construct, your your um how you were going to think how you were going to see the world right all of your consciousness but 88 days prior to that when you were still in your mom's womb whatever neutrinos passed through you in in that state decided what was going to be your unconscious or your body or your vehicle like who, so at what, what this, point in the embryonic cycle is that? The eighty-eight days. I am. I am actually not certain. Okay. Eighty-eight days before you're born. I'm not sure. Cool. All right. And yeah. this is another question I have, and I feel like yeah. someone had answered this to me. But what happens with someone who's premature a month? Yeah. Like, is there... uh, um. It's so that's why they take it from the the. No matter what, it's your karma. So they take it from the the moment you're born. And actually, John, the the ego manifester that I was telling you about, he came out three weeks early preemie he was premature was and uh, yeah yeah and so he was actually going to be a manifesting generator and when he first discovered this human design shit and he was blown away he actually called the international school of human design and told them their, his story and they said well it doesn't matter whenever you were born that's your karma so you go back 88 days from that and that's why he is a manifester Just gotcha. intrinsically i feel like we're, we're born when we're meant to you know what i mean yeah. and kind of like yeah external circumstances will manifest to ensure that you know what i mean that, right that happens you didn't need, you, yeah. maybe you needed to come earlier you needed to come late you know mm -hmm. yeah it's like a divine yeah. blueprint that we're stamped with you know what i mean when, when exactly when, when we take that breath um and we're not and we're not homogenized you know just because the the, the birth cycle of the female is nine months doesn't mean it's going to be a hard nine months for everybody you know yeah exactly man i mean incredible really 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 incredible i'm i'm loving this conversation <laughs> yeah Dude, I, I mean listen i love talking about the body i love talking about human design so i'm soaking it up man i just have a lot of respect for the work that you do and uh yeah. and i'm always a fan of people that integrate different levels of genius and different skills and different modalities and to, to find uh to find where they feed one another i think it's really really cool man i appreciate that thank you for sharing you know earlier you said um the pain is can be good because it brings upon that dark night of the soul mm -hmm. it's so it's so funny because um in my human design my north node is in gate 36 which is the dark night of the soul and wow. so it's it's like my north node is all about the path that i'm supposed to head towards you know in in this material 
this material plane leaving behind gate six, which is my conflict and heading into that dark night of the soul. And so I've always felt like I'm somebody who can help explain or share or be of service because I've been through it. You know, like I've been through that suffering. I've been through that pain. I've been through that trauma. So that came up yeah, in my your, mind. Your greatest wound becomes your greatest gift. And Correct. also being the right angle across of service too. I mean, that seems to correlate quite perfectly in that regards to yeah. some degree. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, so in, in, in the way that I do astrology, it's, it's esoteric. So I don't really, um, again, take part in the idea that, you mean, we are completely determined by floating rocks in space, affecting free will and destiny in a sense. Um, we're all living, breathing, walking zodiacs. And we take into account the procession of the equinoxes. So you're a conventional Aries, but really the constellation of Aries was actually um, in, oh, sorry, the, the, it was in Taurus um, at the time of your birth. So your, your seventh house is Taurus, which in my system speaks to your destiny. And that's pretty much speaks to what you just mentioned again with the, with the human design is having that earthy solid resistance through, through the experience and being able to, to offer that um, through gaining it through, through discipline um, and, and, and experience, which is, which is Taurus represented by the Hierophant. So again, man, just those, those confirmations. Yeah. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. No, you're, you're absolutely welcome. I'd love to, I'd love to dive, dive deeper into all this stuff with you. Um, off yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, so nerd, cool, I'd nerd out on that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love these conversations. I love talking about this stuff. Love it. I want to ask you this. Yeah, let's, let's do regarding, it. Yeah. yeah. Regarding biomechanics and FP, you know, I know a lot of people in FP and it's like FP or fucking bust FP all day, you know, and, and I can see why, what, um, like, what are your thoughts on all these other things that are like really, really popular? You know, CrossFit was huge for a while. Obviously, like yoga from its ancient beginnings or however, whenever it was to what it's become, this kind of super commercialized thing. Like, what are your thoughts on some of these other things? Like, can people do them in moderation? Like, if they enjoy it, if it feeds their strategy, is it something or their, their authority is something that's good for them? Like, I'm just curious your thoughts on, on other forms of fitness, exercise, and rehab and yeah. So to first say, like, if their authority is leading to them to it, absolutely. Like use what you're being led to until it's no longer serving its purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of like kind of the stance that Naudi is coming from now, you know, is, is like, Hey, that's cool. What you're doing. This over here is better, but when yeah. you're ready, you know, like mm. come check this out. Um, just from my years of experience of working with countless people from yoga backgrounds, CrossFit backgrounds, bodybuilding backgrounds. It's actually the thing that I've been able to tie into the human design and the gene keys the most mm -hmm. is seeing a connection between somebody that has an extensive yoga background and the repressive nature of their energy, the whack, you know, like the loosey goosey flaccid you know wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man like anything goes kind of mm -hmm. quality and so there was a connection to this the, the the yogi and the repressive nature of all of our shadows and flaccidity in their movement meaning that that muscle is not turning on in the way that it is supposed to in the kinetic sequence of that motion versus on the complete other end of the spectrum i've worked with crossfitters and bodybuilders that i can see a direct connection to the rigidity in their 
um, or sorry, the reactivity in their shadow work, right? So repressive meaning like, I'm just going to sweep it under the rug. I'll deal with it another time. And reactive being like at everybody's throat, you know, what did you say to me kind of thing, right? In their shadow work and that being connected to a rigidity in their movement, they're super tonic, meaning like mm -hmm, I can't, mm -hmm. I, I can't create movement in that joint. I can't create movement in that fascial, that fascial, um, uh, part of the, whatever that fascial line is through that plane of motion, because they're too tonic. They're too rigid. They're, they're not allowing room for flexibility. So the key is both, right? Like we're here, here, come back to that balance shit again. Right. Like yeah. Both are important. It's it's super important to be flexible and it's super important to fucking know when to step up. And that's what our assertive is. Assertive is knowing when to use it. And so um, just through my own experience of the 12 years I've been in the fitness industry, I would rather work with people with um, um, the CrossFit or the bodybuilding background because it's really easy to implement, start implementing mild fascia release Right. And if they're willing to sit through that to actually start breaking up the tissue and putting water into it and creating hydration and creating movement, then it is for me to work with the yogi because they're too flaccid and it's so hard for them to understand tension. Like I can't put them in a in a reciprocal row or a reciprocal press or a unilateral stance and get them to feel the right tension in the places that I want them to, unless I use a shit ton of feedback bands or you know, feedback their distortion. So, oh, that's what tension feels like. So that's the connection that I see is that, that people who do more of a stretching practice, they have muscle that does not show up in the gait cycle. And what then is the, the gait cycle? So that's your, your walk or run, walk okay. or run. Okay. So, yeah. So basically what I do is I take somebody on a, I put them on a treadmill and I have them sprint and I film them in slow motion. And in slow motion, I can see if your central nervous system is connecting with your peripheral nervous system, if what your digestive system is doing, what your endocrine system is doing, your immune system is doing, like wow. everything is meant to come together on the gate cycle. It's actually the only movement that our human species does that there's harmony, there's synergy. When people are talking about like enlightenment or um, uh, harmony or balance, they're talking about running. And anybody who doesn't like running just means they don't know how. We're, human beings are geared to run. It's one of the most healthy things that we can do. And it connects all of our systems together. And if we can get somebody in slow motion, we can see what system is not connecting. And yeah. so what I've noticed from people that have a stretching background is they have a lot of non-firing systems on the treadmill. There's a lot of things that are not showing up in their gait cycle. They're, they're, they're flaccid. They're showing late to the party or even counterintuitive to gait, meaning they're moving in opposition of where it should go versus the bodybuilder, the CrossFit, what I see is tonicity or rigidity. I put them on the treadmill and it's like, they're a statue trying to mm -hmm. run, you know? And so there's no flow. I can't see that those three, the chi, the chi, the blood or the lymph. I can't see that flow. Cause that shit likes to flow, dude. We have blood. It wants to flow. You're mm -hmm. not meant to be an automaton robot running on the treadmill the same way that you're not meant to be over like water, trying to hold water in your hands on the treadmill. So I, the yoga background gives me more of that. Like I'm trying to hold sand or water in my hands and the CrossFit background gives me this, like you're a statue trying to run and so either one man. is not going to serve like this, the statue route, the CrossFit route is going to lead to more, you know, um, um, injury from not having the fixed, uh, from having a fixed range of motion and not having the flexibility. 
And then the, the yoga background is going to lead to injury because that muscle didn't turn on when it was supposed to. Right. So these are a lot of like, when you think about like the CrossFit type, a lot of these professional athletes that have these non, non-contact, like blown out ACLs, it's coming from like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, I believe that human beings should not be getting injured if there's non if there's no contact mm-hmm. that when anybody that just accepts, well, like that just happens, you know, that's what, that's what happens in this sport. It's like, dude, you need to it's change insane. your sport or you need to figure something else out. Cause the, you, you're, yeah. that's like saying that the human body is made to suffer. No yeah. pain is only a, a symptom to show you to go inward, to figure your shit out. Right. Yeah. It's amazing so, what we, what we accept because it's just like how things have been done. Yeah. Condi- this is how it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, babies get sick, babies die, you know, suddenly, you know, whatever yep. the case may be. It's like, yeah, it just, it just happens. Yep. Yep. Just like how we're accepting everything that's going on in the world right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quickly. Yeah. I just want to say real quickly is that I, um, the two activities that I've done two sports, I wouldn't say sports, but two activities that I've done that I felt like I got the most hurt by was CrossFit and yoga, you know, oh. about, about 12, when was this? This is when I first moved to New York city. So 15 years ago, I got really into like heated vinyasa and I was doing it like four days a week, you know? And then one day I woke up and it felt like an entire section of my back was missing. And it was just this crazy deep, like compression, crazy compression that just fucked me up. And then about a year before I moved out to Los Angeles. So this is like nine years ago, I did, I did CrossFit in New York city for like a year. And then I moved back to New Jersey and found a place there. And, um, I remember one day I woke up and I couldn't even bend forward. Like it just, it was like crazy. This is like, I played all these other sports in my life. And yet these are the two activities where I hurt myself. So right. I thought it was really, really fascinating. And, um, and I loved your explanation around like the like overly tonic excess tension in the body. And then the yogi who just doesn't have enough tension. And how do you get to this place of having a healthy level of tension, you know right? what that, integrity, et cetera. You know what that reminds me of? Like if we, if we take the polarity and we take the, the CrossFit, crossfitter or the bodybuilder as the extremely armored dogmatic religious person you know what i mean doing things in a continually very regimented way or you take the yogi as the complete new age guru that's just open and receptive and flaccid to any ideology that's going to come at them they're not going to there's no resistance not going to resist anything you know what i mean so so finding that balance (laughs) that's balanced spiritually in your spiritual well-being that that groundedness of understanding tensions and opposites and that you mean I do have a foundation, but I can be receptive as well. It's just the, the polarity of how you've explained it through CrossFit yes. and bodybuilding just really brought me to that place. I'm so glad that you said that too, because it's assertiveness, right? We're looking for mm. assertiveness. We're here to be all love and light, but not take any fucking shit. You yeah. know, that's yeah. what assertiveness is. And there is actually, okay. So very interestingly enough, this gym that I went to um, working with Pasha at the time, it was converting over to like solid biomechanics. And we also had a half at the same time um, CrossFit. So it was in a huge CrossFit gym. And I will tell you that that is that, um, observation is very astute. It's like, they were all the conservative Christian, rigid, tonic, can't rotate, can't shift Yep. very hard on their, you know, like routine structure. There was yep. just no room for flexibility. Yep. Right. And then I see it within the clients that were coming in. Uh, majority of my clients are yogis that got hurt. So it's like, you know, the, their hip blew out, their knee blew out, their ankle, they got the, the spine problem, 
like scoliosis. They can bend any which way they want, but they still have scoliosis, which blew my I, mind. I feel like it's the it's like the the dirty hidden secret. Like long term yogis, like they get hip replacements, torn labrums, like et cetera, et cetera. Like they fl- throw out their back. I know so many long time yogis, or like they're posting on Instagram, like oh, I just like blew out my back, or I I I went and I have a hip injury, like, and I'm just like, if you're doing this thing whatever it is all the time. And it's not guiding you closer to functionality and health. Mm. And then some, maybe you need to take a look in the mirror and be like, what am I doing that's wrong? But you know, we hold on to these identities. Like, but I'm a, I'm a yogi. I'm a this, hey. I can't not do it. But then, because then who am I? Right. You know what I mean? And imagine how yeah. much dirty psyche debris that the extreme new age takes on as well in just being so open and flexible and believing anything that comes at them. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, the, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, that is actually in human design. I'm a martyr. I'm a, I, lo- I literally learn from my trial and error experience. So anything that I'm teaching, it's because it didn't work for me. It, yep. it, it didn't work. For me. And my determination in human design is called open. And that was my problem. I was too open to everything. I thought that because it was coming in, it must be me. Yep. And I had to learn the hard way that discernment that that's not true. Like you, you're not, we're not here to be open to everything. Cause like you were talking about earlier, if you're open to everything, you're off your path, right? Like mm-hmm. this is your path. That's not, that's their path. That's not your path. Right. Mm-hmm. So and if you're open to everything, you have no individuality. You don't know yourself right. at all. You have no, no anchor as to, as to where you actually are oriented in this physical reality. Yeah. And, and I would and say more that susceptible to being swallowed up by the crowd. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Correct. And I, and I would say that that's where functional patterns has assisted me biomechanically. And then also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is just that I am learning how to be flexible and take no shit because we're learning how to create length potential, like to actually create those quote unquote stretches that people want to feel, but with tension. So there's actually a recoil. There's actually some oomph behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like a rubber band that actually is functioning properly as opposed to having this little like sag, you know, a little, it's like, all right, this ain't working. There's no tension on this. Yeah. The reason why the yogis, the, the flow people, get injuries later on in life is they think that they're stretching a muscle and that's not true. They're actually stretching the fascia, right? Cause we don't have 600 unique muscles. We do, but we have one fascial bag that has 600 unique functions, 600 unique movements. So we're actually like a, it's the theory of tensegrity, tension, integrity. We're like the whole thing at once, right? The whole fascial spacesuit that has 600 unique pockets or 600 unique different functions and so when you just isolate your quad and you stretch it and you disconnect it from the anterior oblique sling what you're really doing is yanking on fascia and if you think of like a garbage bag liner like what happens when you stretch that plastic right that's what happens to our fascia and so that over 10 15 years and then you want to go for a bike ride with your friends or go for a jog and all of a sudden your hip gave out it's like i just don't understand how this happened well that's how it happened right there Can you, you explain you the Carlos interior, interior? What'd you say? Sorry, have you read Carlos Castaneda, John? No. Mm-mm. Oh, you just mentioned the word tensegrity then. Um, very interesting. C- Castaneda, he wrote, he basically wrote the books um, inspired by his mentor, Don Juan, in the ancient Toltec or kind of modern Toltec. And he developed these series of movements called tensegrity, which are warrior movements. Um, look into nice. that when you can. I feel like I, there's going to be, there's gonna be a deep connection there. Yeah, that, That's cool because I learned it all from the mechanical nature through Anatomy Trains, Dr. Thomas Myers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, learning about it through the gene keys, how literally like our 
our posture, our tensegrity, our structural integrity is our immune system's ability to create tension in the body. So mm-hmm. when you, when you understand that, like posture is actually what your immune system is saying about you. There's a reason why the kid that's bullied in school and he's depressed has this kyphotic curve, forward head lean, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, he's, he's literally, con- he's reducing the amount of oxygen that he can pull up to his brain. So he's getting less serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin. He's going to be pulled into states of depression. And then, you know, it doesn't matter if he goes and takes medication. It doesn't matter if he goes and sees therapy, if we're not actually taking care of the biomechanical implications of what created depression, if we can't get him out of kyphosis and into ribcage extension so that he can actually take a full breath, like we're not actually going to solve the problem. And that's where the whole theory of like, I understood the integrity in the immune system through um, anatomy trains. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff ends up being just like a little bandaid that people throw on. They go to a Mm. therapy session, they take a pill, they do this, but it's like, if you're not working with the meat suit, if you're not working with the foundations, the structure, you know, how sustainable is it? It's not, it'll, it'll come yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> and people really have to understand the concept of microsm, macrosm as above, so below, as within, so without, you know what I mean? So, and once you understand that concept, you can really begin to play with how, how my experience directly correlates, you know what I mean, with, with my experience here and vice versa right. and begin to make those adjustments. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. John, just because I know, again, I think a lot of people that are going to be <laughs> listening to this are going to be like, whoa, like mind fucking blown, all these different things we got into. You mentioned the terms anterior oblique slang and posterior posterior oblique slang. Can you explain those just a little bit? Totally. Yeah. So um, your anterior and posterior oblique slang are largely the systems that like when you're thinking about walking, running or throwing, you're thinking about your anterior and your posterior oblique sling. And it's the system that actually creates this contralateral reciprocation, right? So my right arm being connected to my left leg, I have a right side anterior oblique sling that could be from like my bicep, my chest, my uh, on my right side, connecting down to my left oblique, to my left hip and into my left adductor, right? And then they crisscross like a seatbelt. So I have mm-hmm. an anterior oblique sling going from uh, shoulder to opposite hip and shoulder to opposite hip. And then when you turn around, I have the exact same thing on the back side. I have another crisscross symmetry of what's called my posterior oblique sling, which can go from like the tricep into the lat, into the uh, QL erectors, into the glute hamstrings, calf on the opposite leg. Right. And so these slings are what they're called are what actually make us propel walk. The fact that I can get my right arm to go forward with my left leg. And then I pull the earth and I pull gravity behind me. And I step forward with my right leg and my left hand. Right you're using your anterior and your posterior oblique sling. And the, the biggest takeaway that I think people should, should know about it is, you know, if you're doing like a bilateral chest press, you see this all the time in bench press. A lot of mm-hmm. everybody, you know, it's Monday, International Chest Day. You I'm know getting I'm fucking yoked, bro. Yeah, well, what's happening is, is like, while that might be great, your chest might inflate and look big and it's all big and strong. It, like it makes you a worse rotator. So it's like people have all these glamour muscles. They have all these show muscles that they can't actually do anything with it. They can't actually perform well. And it's because that right pec is connected to that left oblique and that left leg. And the left pec is connected to the right oblique and the right leg. And so if, if you don't respect that, if you aren't doing like a contralateral step press, so right hand, left leg and pressing with rotation, 
it doesn't matter how big your chest gets or how strong your chest gets. Yeah. It's not going to perform or function well. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of pretty wild that like, when I think about, you know, fitness training, it's somewhat recent where people have incorporated more rotational things. Correct. Like it's not, I don't remember back in the days where people were doing rotation. It was just kind of like in the, was it a sagittal plane primarily? Yeah. It's like, and, and so like, I know there's a lot of factors in that, but like, dude, you have, I don't like whoever you have to give Naudi credit. You had like, yeah, I, I, he's a fucking my, G dude. He's a yeah, G. My, my opinion is that the reason you see so much sling training nowadays, whether it's mace contralateral steps transverse twist i think he is largely responsible for that i'm not saying mm -hmm. he's solely the dude yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, like like dude that guy i see what he's doing and and other people see what he's doing and unfortunately are seeing what he's doing and then going and doing it on it. their own and, and yeah. saying that it was their idea but I, I, when i look at as long as i've been in the fitness industry because you're right like like when i was when i first got started it was like push pull upper body push yeah, pull routine, uh, bench press I, you know i played pro. sports in, yeah i played sports in high school i wrestled i don't remember like when we right. were in the weight room like doing shit like that exactly squats and even when i first got my first fp certification and i brought that back to the commercial gym nobody was doing it mm. nobody was you right so I, like i think he's largely responsible for more people rotating yeah i give credit yeah I mean, it's just really cool to look at target no, I'll say this is really cool, man. Yeah. When you look at like people's transformation, like I said before, man, like even seeing Naudi's transformation, you know, just from three years ago to now when you see his before and afters and I saw yours as well. And it's just like, it's, ins it's wild to me, man. It's inspiring as well, because I know that that's a big piece in my next level of my journey is like, I've taken my body for granted because I've always been kind of athletic and, and, and mobile, but I, you know, I just turned 40 years old and it's like, oh shit, man, I, I'm feeling certain things. And so I started 40, going to, bro. oh, thanks, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I would have not guessed 40. Yeah, man. Um, 1980, 1980. <laughs> but I mean, health is a big part of my life. And at the same time, I've, I've rested on my laurels because of that. I'm like, oh, I look good. I'm 40. I look good. I'm healthy. You know, I don't get sick. But as someone who's gotten injured in the past, I'm like, all right, it's time. You know, I just started going to Nina's, Nina's uh, FP Santa Monica's uh, weekly class. I'm going to start working with one of their practitioners. And it's just something that like, it's time man. no more yeah. fucking around, you know, yep. cause, yep. cause I, I love hearing those stories of people who are 30, 40, they're like, yo, I'm moving better than I, than I did when I was 18. Oh, I, I wish I had the, the body knowledge that I have right now. When I was playing sports in high school, I would yeah. kick the living shit out of myself, <laughs> whatever that the best shape I would have considered myself, you know, zero to 30 right now, I would literally beat the shit out of that person and be faster and have no pain. And it's wild. Um, dude. And the perfect example of it is look at Kyle Dake, you know, Kyle Dake oh, just like has bought in like what, five, six years of FP. And he was, he was chronically injured as an, as an athlete. He was an amazing wrestler and got on the FP train, dude. He's just like, going to the Olympics, won the last two world championships. I mean, the dude is a fucking beast. Same so with the, uh, proof, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And same with Johnny Eblin. He's another one. You, you oh, MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah. 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 Eight. No. So again, he's now he's one and out. He, him and Kyle Dake. Those are, those are his guys. You know, it's amazing, dude. It's amazing to yep. see it. So if someone, I'm, so I'm really listening. curious who's going to be the, like the first like pro athlete in like one of the major four sports to like fully buy in you know i'm curious yeah you know he he had the fp logo on his shorts johnny eblin in his fight 
and he had and he had the banner in his corner so it's like it's 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 getting there no and and he was talking about it he did an interview but i'm saying like i'm curious like what nba player what nfl player like one of those like that's gonna be like the you know that's gonna buy in and just see and start be playing till they're 45 50 years old killing it you know what i mean anyways Yeah, what were you gonna say? Someone was listening. Was keen to to get on this path and to start this journey. What's what's your recommendation? Where 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 should they go? What should they do? Without a doubt, the ten week course from Functional Patterns. You go to functionalpatterns.com. They offer a ten week course. He's always dropping major discounts on it. You just follow. You know, so follow him on social media, Naudi Aguilar or Functional Patterns. He always drops a a discount. Get it when you when you see that. like four or five weeks of myofascial release so you're getting into that body work you're gonna you're gonna open up that can of worms all the emotional trauma mental trauma physical trauma that you're avoiding um week five and six he goes over posture i mean then he gets into uh corrective exercises and even finish with some basic fp concept moves contralateral steps and presses and transverse twists so that without a doubt if you're like movement is the modality you're looking for that's where you want to start um, later on down the road, my business is going to be working, putting something together that has a little bit of what the human design elements are and biomechanics, but it's going to be a prerequisite that people have the 10 week course yeah. done because like you, like the, every human being should know the basics that are on that system for sure. Man, it's, cool. it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I mean, I hope, hope people listening realize that, um, what we're bringing you here is that uh, really the knowledge that roots you to the earth when, when, when it comes to when it comes to biomechanics this, this is this is a very balanced system and it's the foundational things um that i think is super important for everyone to, to get into check for ultimate wholeness and and well-being um yeah. john where can people find yeah. you like where can our viewers find you and yeah bro give us the breakdown media, whatever you want to share man you know yeah um yeah i appreciated what you said joel i just wanted to add to that that um I think we all experience times of uncertainty, you know, like no matter what system that we're studying or that we're using, there's always moments. I mean, we're in mercury retrograde right now. So it's like, there's always moments of like, uh, I don't know. And what you said about the mechanics grounding us to the earth, it couldn't be more true because that's the one system that never fails me. I can, if, if I'm ever feeling uncertain, I can always go get on the treadmill and film myself in slow motion and immediately see where the fuck I'm off. Wow. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I know what I need to do mile faster release on. And then sure enough, when I do that mile faster release to that point, and then I start fixing it with my chamber sequences, all of a sudden, whatever I was uncertain about, I have my answer. I know without uncertainty. And to me, this, this always comes back to, to Rikian's concept of bioenergy. And it's addressing it from different angles, a way, a way to allow that energy to be released and to flow. And so it's not stagnant. And you know what I mean? If we can use these systems to locate more precisely where we're being held back um, and where things are moving and aren't flowing to pinpoint that and release that and to continue to get back to that natural flowy state, you know what I mean? Then that's, that's an incredible thing. And it's, it's, I love it how many different ways there are to approach this. Yeah, I'd flowy love without, be, love- without being too over flexible <laughs> and, and gumby like or whatever. <laughs> Gumbo like. Exactly, yeah. I'd love for you guys. I don't know if you guys do show notes, but I'd love for you guys to include just some of the names and systems that you've brought up because I yeah, want to. Man, look we'll it. drop everything down here, bro. We'll drop the human design sites, the functional pattern sites, all. all but you know, even this, no, even the stuff that you brought up. Like, I want to. I want to. Yeah, man. No, no, absolutely, bro. We'll, we'll put it yeah. all in there for sure. For sure. Very cool. Man, I absolutely um, loved having this conversation with you. Um, 
Oh, loved it, man. Loved it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you came on, man. Yeah, me too. I mean, we, we, we're just warming up here, but I feel like there's so much more to explore. So down, down the track as things develop with you and your process and as you further integrate human design and biomechanics, we'd absolutely love to, to have you back on and check in on how that's progressing. Totally. I super appreciate you guys having me on. Real quick, I just wanted to uh, answer your question, your osmos. Uh, people can find me at on Instagram at John X Design, J-O-N-X Design, John by Design. Um, or my business, the company is movement.by.design. So movement by design with periods in between the words. So that's, and you're that's based like, in, you're based in NorCal. Yeah. I'm in uh, Santa Rosa, Sonoma County. Cool. Cool, man. I might need to take a little road trip up there for some intensive or something. I don't know. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're born dude. We got group classes. We, we do events on the weekends. We got some sprint classes. We do privates. We have an oil a uh, little Ayurvedic treatment center. So like, whatever, you just say it and we'll make, we'll make space for you. And for, for, for Australian listeners, is there any functional patterns based in based? Oh in, yeah. 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 Sydney, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah. Shannon, Shannon, is that his name? Shannon Hagarty. Hagarty. Shannon Hagarty. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a shit ton of people in Sydney and they're dope. Yeah. All right. Awesome yeah. guys. Not, I'm sorry. Not, not just no. Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. No, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, you got you got the info. If, if you're feeling, feeling called to, to walk this path, you know what to do. We're going to drop all the links in down the bottom here of the YouTube conversation. Um, John, man, absolute pleasure. Really, really, Thank really, really appreciate I, your time. I, yeah, I love this. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, brother, Likewise, man. man. I'm really so happy mutual. we I'm really happy we reconnected. So yeah, all the too. best, brother. Cool. Yeah, one, one, one final question, John. Are you yeah. here for the truth? Oh, always. That's all I care about, man. That's all I <laughs> Listen, care about. you know I'm here for the truth, motherfucker. That's you know, this I is how I roll. Yeah. I'm a 5'1, dude. I got, you know, I don't fuck around. Yeah. Like, that's all I fucking care about. Whether it comes with reward or punishment, I don't just give me the fucking. Yeah. And I, I love being humbled by it, too. You know, this process is really humbling. And the one thing I will say about FP is it is probably the most humbling thing I've ever done you know like getting into like a chamber and just like weeping you know like it's it's or realizing holy fuck you know it's just like i have these holy fuck aha moments so yeah, yeah to anyone listening check it out uh it's in my opinion the fastest growing kind of fitness rehab you know modality paradigm and for good reason you know lives are being changed yeah awesome guys all right we'll we'll see you next week with episode five Thank you so much, John. I'm looking forward to chatting a bit off air now about what my chart says. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Take uh, care, everyone. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.